Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, the Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. In John 14, 26, Jesus said to his disciples, The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I told you. Let us begin with prayer. Father, I can't understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Amen. Today he is saying the same thing to us. He has already sent his spirit, as scripture tells us. We are temples of his spirit. So let us listen for his voice speaking to us through his word. What does he want to teach us on this fourth Sunday of Advent in preparation for Christmas, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? In last week's application, it said in the gospel, Jesus is the light, and we are called to reflect that light. Look around you at your family, relatives, friends, or community, and pick out someone who is hurting. 
alone or in prison. You may be able to take someone to Mass or bring Eucharist to someone. You may be able to read this week's lesson to someone who cannot see or read. Remember, you are called to reflect the light of Jesus and his Holy Spirit has anointed you. Go forth and make disciples of all the nations, especially those in your own family. Well, I answered that a neighbor has cancer and is an elderly and I was able to bring communion to her, which is giving her strength to fight the enemy attacking her body with cancer. I visited a grandson who has opposite views on political candidates, and I was able to enjoy his generosity as he provided me with a wonderful meal, a walk on the beach, and seeing a beautiful sunset. We were united in spirit as we enjoyed each other's company by seeing God in each other and all his beautiful creation. We need to weekly apply what we learn to our lives in this study by listening to the Holy Spirit within each one of us who have accepted him as our Lord and Savior. This way, we develop our relationship with Jesus. As we come closer to Christmas, let us listen now to the gospel for the fourth Sunday of Advent. Luke 1, 26 to 38, announcement of the birth of Jesus, the entry of God into the world with Mary's cooperation so that Jesus can save humanity. Let us begin. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Upon arriving, the angel said to her, Rejoice, O highly favored daughter. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. She was deeply troubled by his words and wondered what his greeting meant. The angel went on to say to her, Do not fear, Mary. You have found favor with God. You shall conceive and bear a son and give him the name Jesus. Great will be his dignity, and he will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of David his father. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and his reign will be without end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know man? The angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Hence, the holy offspring to be born will be called Son of God. Know that Elizabeth, your kinswoman, has conceived a son in her old age. She who was thought to be sterile is now in her sixth month for nothing is impossible with God. Mary said, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me as you say. With that, the angel left her, the word of the Lord. Let us go into the questions. 
Who was sent from God? What month was it? And where did he go? In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent, and he went to a town of Galilee named Nazareth. Who was betrothed to a man named Joseph? And of what house? A virgin was betrothed to Joseph, and it was the house of David. What happened when evidence of a girl's virginity is not found? Deuteronomy 22, 20 to 21 says, but if this charge is true and evidence of the girl's virginity is not found, they shall bring the girl to the entrance of her father's house and there her townsmen shall stone her to death because she committed a crime against Israel by her unchasteness in her father's house. Thus, Shall you purge the evil from your midst? Going back to verse 13, it says, If a man, after marrying a woman and having relations with her, comes to dislike her and makes monstrous charges against her and defames her by saying, I married this woman, but when I first had relations with her, I did not find her a virgin. The father and mother of the girl shall take evidence of her virginity and bring it to the elders at the city gate. The evidence of her virginity is the bridal garment or sheet stained with a little blood from the first nuptial relations. Just think of how important it is, even today, for the parents' role in handing over their children in marriage. There is such a breakup in the family today with divorce going rampant. I cannot help but to think of our blessed mother, Mary, not yet married to Joseph, but betrothed to him and her virginity remaining forever. It is an amazing plan of God showing us how the Holy Spirit impregnated Mary and chose her for his beloved wife. Forever, what an honor. And now she is the model of what a wife and mother is to be for us. Her yes to God to accept Jesus into her womb as the spouse of the Holy Spirit gives us hope of receiving his spirit into our hearts. To all who have faith, the spirit espouses us as his own, men and women alike. And he leads us and guides us to all truth. To Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. He has espoused each one of us the day we accepted him into our lives. The day we chose to marry him by saying yes to his invitation of coming into our lives, just as our blessed mother did. As both husband and wife accept the invitation to become one heart and mind with the Holy Spirit, broken relationships can be restored. Falling in love with Jesus and becoming the spouse of the Holy Spirit is where we find healing in our marriages. Let us go on with the questions. According to the angel, who was with Mary and what is she among women? The Lord was with Mary, and she was blessed among women. Who are the blessed, and how have they been blessed? 
Galatians 3, 8, 9 says, because scripture saw in advance that God's way of justifying the Gentiles would be through faith. It foretold this good news to Abraham. All nations shall be blessed in you. Thus, it is that all who believe are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So we are blessed, too, because we believe in Jesus speaking to us through his word, just as Mary believed what the Lord said to her through the angel. How did Mary feel at the words of the angel, and what did she wonder? She was greatly troubled at what was said and wondered what his greeting meant. What did the angel tell Mary not to do? What has she found with God and what would she conceive? He told her not to be afraid. She has found favor with God and she would conceive a son. What name would she give him? Who would be great and what would he be called? Jesus would be his name, and great would be his dignity. He would be called Son of the Most High. Where would be his reign, and what was Mary's response? His reign would be without end, and Mary's response was, How can this be, since I do not know man? What did the angel say would come upon Mary? What would the power of the Most High do to her? And what would be the offspring be called? The Holy Spirit would come upon her. The power of the Most High would overshadow her, and he would be called Son of God. What did the angel say about her kinswoman, Elizabeth, and what is possible with God? Elizabeth has conceived a son in her old age, Nothing is impossible with God. What things are possible for God? Luke 18, 27 says, things that are impossible for men are possible for God. What makes nothing impossible for us? Matthew 17, 20 says, Amen, I say to you, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing will be impossible for you. What did Mary say she was, and what did she say be done? She said, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me, as you say. The personal question at the end says, in what way have you experienced the empowering of the Holy Spirit within your being? How have you yielded in faith, as Mary did, to a messenger of the Lord? I experience him when I am encountering others and listen to him speak through them. I experience him when I interrupt someone talking and he tells me to be quiet and to listen. I find when I encounter people with a smile and the joy of the Lord, their response is to do whatever they can to help me. That is God in action. Another small thing, but powerful in the eyes of God. 
I have yielded in faith as Mary did by being obedient to the word. The commentary begins with today's gospel is a story of surrender and empowerment. The angel Gabriel, who promises the birth of Jesus to Mary, is the same angel who appeared to the prophet David more than 500 years earlier. Joseph and Mary lived in a small town named Nazareth. The area had a bad name because the Roman army barracks were located there and the people were forced to work as servants to the soldiers. The people of Nazareth were very distrustful of most and women were under the domination of the men at that time. Women were little more than possessions like the goats and sheep. A woman's main contribution was to have children and to take care of the home. It seemed highly unlikely that God would use two women for a major task, but God chose Mary for one of the most important acts of obedience ever demanded of anyone. You may feel that you are in a place in your life where God could not possibly use you for service. Do not limit God's choices. He can and will use you if you will only let him. God's blessings or choosing does not automatically bring instant fame or favor. His choosing of Mary for the honor of being the mother of the Messiah would lead to much pain. Her peers would ridicule her and her fiance would come close to leaving her. Her son would be rejected and finally murdered. But through her son, Jesus Christ, would come the world's only hope. This is why Mary has been called blessed among women. Her surrender led to our victorious salvation. Her yes, Lord, opened the doors to heaven for all who would believe in her son. A young woman answered God's call by saying, do unto me according to thy word. Luke 1, 38. We can learn from Mary that love is obedience to God's call. That's very important. We can learn from Mary that love is obedience to God's call. If our blessings lead to sorrows, think of Mary and wait patiently for God to finish working out his plan. Mary let the Holy Spirit come upon her and she was empowered to have a child. Mary was a young unmarried girl who risked disaster. Her story about being made pregnant by the Holy Spirit had the risk of her being considered crazy as well. Do not wait to see the bottom line before offering your life to God. Offer yourself willingly, like Mary did, even when the results look disastrous. The application for this week. The first reading revealed God is a God who keeps his promises. The second reading showed that we are instruments in the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
The gospel tells us to offer ourselves completely to God, to be radical. This week, share with your family and friends the power of God's love by visiting a shelter for unmarried pregnant women. Then take a risk and offer your support to her and her soon-to-be-born child. If that is difficult for you, then do the personal question, which is, in what way have you experienced the empowering of the Holy Spirit within your being? How have you yielded in faith as Mary did to a messenger of the Lord? Then share this with someone. You will find that the power and healing come from applying the word to your life. Let us close with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us how to say yes, Lord, as your mother did. As we say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, and I'd like to wish you to have a very Merry Christmas. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.